You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the QB Factory Reboot brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. We are recording on Tuesday, January 25th, and we have so much to cover in today's episode. We're going to touch on our overall impression from the Eagles season this past season. We're going to touch on our overall impressions on Jalen Hurst and his season. Has he grown? Has he? That Are there improvements that he needs to make moving forward? We're also going to touch on all things Senior Bowl. I'm host Rachel Prevet, and I am joined by the one and only QB expert, Mark Schofield. Also, we have our very first guest on the QB Factory overall, the QB Factory, the QB Factory reboot. We've never had a guest. So we have the one and only Philadelphia Eagles beat writer, for New Jersey Advanced Media and co-host of The Huddle Show, Mike K. What's up, Mike? What's up, Mark? How are you guys doing? Hey, thanks for having me. Okay. Well, I mean, Mike, I mean, as Rachelle just said, you are the first guest in the entire run of this entire show. Like back when Kiss and I were doing it, now with Rachelle and I doing it, um, you're the first guest. I mean, that, that's a huge honor. I mean, how does it feel, buddy? I mean, I, I feel like I'm being put on a pedestal I'm not worthy of, but I, I really, I appreciate it. You know, uh, I've watched from afar. Uh, I think what you guys do is terrific. I love some of Rachel's uh, awesome interviews that I saw pop up on the Twitterverse. So big fan, big fan. Um, and, you know, just excited to talk to you guys. Uh, you know, Mark, you and I have been friends for, it feels like, almost a decade so it does feel that way yeah we've both aged quite a bit i've got the gray in my beard over he, over he, uh over here i and... had to shave for this show i shaved for you mike because i oh well the gray i out of my beard, it. but um I mean, you're quite the mensch <laughs> mike <laughs> i remember one of our first shows together was when you were down in jacksonville cover yeah. the jags for a jags patriots afc championship game so if you want to get into the you know miles jack was down comment right now that's that's more than fair like if you want to go there, <laughs> I think he was down. Um, I think it was down too. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know, being an objective journalist, I I think he was down. Um, yeah. And I will say this: I think the Eagles were very lucky that he was down. Um, I think that would have been a much tougher <clears throat> go that for Nick Foles than uh, the Patriots' defense. So. Um, and I stand by that. I don't think I don't know if the Jags would have won, but I do think that it would have been very tough for for Nick Foles. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. But uh, as much as I'd love to reminisce about Pat's Jags, I, I, we're here to do a show about the Philadelphia Eagles. So, Mike, let's start here. You're just your overall impressions of Philly season this year. Well, look, I'm one of the few media members that didn't get all up in arms over the press conferences. Uh, you know me; I, I stay pretty even keel. Um, and look, I, I think Nick Sirianni was a very good hire. I think ne the current NFL player wants somebody who can teach them, not somebody who can bark orders. And I think Nick Sirianni is 
can transcend the position. He's not just their father figure. He's not just, you know, actually, he, you know, he's 40. So he's kind of like their older brother um, and a mentor. He's not the father figure. He's not the tyrant. And I think that worked. I think when things went wrong at two and five, because of that relationship and because of Nick's sensibilities and his ability to touch every single player personally, I think that's what helped. Um, Doug Peterson was a terrific uh, locker room manager. I think what Nick Sirianni is, is an, is a locker room teacher. I think that's the difference. And I think, you know, look, he was learning on the job. He's a first time play caller, first time head coach. Um, I predicted they'd be nine and eight. So kudos to me, but um, it was actually yeah. left off several shows <laughs> because of it. But I guess I wasn't that optimistic. Uh, I didn't have it making the playoffs though. Uh, but look, I think Nick's somebody who can adapt to his players' strengths and weaknesses. Did it take a little bit of extra time? Sure. But I, I will tell you this, the relationship between he and Jalen Hurts is tremendous. And I think that's kind of what, you know what led this team into the playoffs it's the understanding of hey the quarterback and the head coach are are like this son and uh and uh i'm I'm trying to remember my own reference no it's Chappelle, right um yeah uh sorry i I was talking to my beat partner chris franklin about Chappelle like the entire time we were in tampa so it's on the brain um understandable yeah, um, but I think Nick is a guy who can relate to anybody, and I think that's what Jeffrey Lurie wanted. Jeffrey Lurie, for all his faults, is very good at hiring head coaches. Within the first two years of every single head coach that he's hired, that's five head coaches, they've all made the playoffs and had a winning record. So I think he deserves credit for that. I also think Howie Roseman, when looking back, look, a lot of us talked about how untalented this roster was. But the philosophy of the team and his philosophy that he's kept in place works, right? You win in the trenches, um, you know, that's that's where you're going to win. And that's why this team won. This offensive line's elite. It didn't matter who was at guard. Um, Jason Kelsey's the – I've never seen anyone pull like Jason Kelsey right. ever in the history of the league. It's never happened. Um, Lane Johnson came back and was awesome. So just overall season, I think, look, the defense needs to be re- – needs a huge makeover. But I think offensively they're trending in the right direction, and it's just a matter of how they feel about the quarterback moving forward. I think everything you said was right on. The fact that you ended with trending in the right direction, that's where I wanted to go. I was very impressed. I think that the Eagles exceeded my personal expectations. When we first started the QB Factory reboot, we talked about how this was the rebuilding year. That was like the theme of the season, and everybody went in. The expectations weren't that high, you know. They had literally came from like a dumpster fire. All the drama that happened at the end of last season, they finished 4-11-1, and one, like Doug Peterson got fired. Carson Wentz wanted out. It was so much that was going on. I don't think anybody thought that the Eagles were going to come in and perform the way that they did. So the fact that they finished 9-8, and eight, I did not call that. I didn't think that was going to happen, but I think it was really just a job well done. And what more can you ask for? Like they found their identity. I think that that was huge. The fact that they finished nine and eight and the fact that they made it to the playoffs. All I can say is that they're trending in the right direction. I'm excited to see what's going to happen moving forward because Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni, like you said, their chemistry is definitely there. They work very well together. I think the locker room is definitely behind Jalen Hurts. So 
I just I think that there's great things in store for this roster based off of what we've seen this past season. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that completely. I think some, you know, a lot of people talk about the Carson Wentz issues and everything like that. Carson Wentz is a very stubborn guy. For all of his merits and faults, he's a very stubborn guy. And Jalen Hurts is a guy that, I've written about this several times, he's a guy that galvanizes the locker room. You know where you're always at with Jalen Hurts. And I think it's tough when you have that guy, kind of an alpha male in a locker room, right? I mean, you've interviewed him. You know. I mean, the guy can, can I mean, he's charismatic. Uh, he's got his sayings. I used to say he talks in bumper stickers. Um, but he's a guy who really is able to lead a team in a way that, look, take all the talent, take all the whatever aside, you know he's going to lead a locker room. And I think that's tough for other people to compete with. Look, I, I interviewed uh, Josh Patel, uh, who was a – or Josh Pallet, excuse me, who was uh, a senior walk-on when, when Jalen Hurts got there. And he said, look, I, we would be chilling, like, after practice, and he'd be like, I'm going to be a starter. I'm going to be a starter. And, and Alabama had never started a, a, fresh, a true freshman quarterback. And boom, I think it was, like, two games in, he was a starting quarterback. So he's very driven, he's very determined, and he's going to get what he wants. You know, he's like a three-year-old at the candy store. He's going to wear you down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mike, let me ask you this. Speaking of Hurts, it's kind of a two-part question. Did you see growth from Hurts this season? And if so, sort of what areas did you see that growth in? And are there areas where, in watching him, you feel like he still needs to develop? Well, I think the growth is going through his reads. I think he's gotten better at going through his reads. I think his eye, keeping his eyes downfield has definitely improved. I think his overall vision is better. I mean, that's a low bar. Like, I mean, you remember like a few years ago, senior bowl scouts were talking about him being a running back. Like right. I remember, I remember talking to scouts and, and asking around saying, Hey, you know, you think you'll get invited to the senior bowl? Like the year before, before he went to Oklahoma, they're like, yeah, as a running back. So like, you know, he, he's got the type of personality. And I wrote about this, even as a student, when he was a, a, a communications major at Alabama, everybody was impressed about how much he wanted to improve. Like the guy mm -hmm. is driven to improve. Like you see all these quarterbacks who like fall back into their bad mechanics. He's not that type because he's constantly working on it. It's not like, oh, cool, this is solved. No, it's like this guy is obsessive about it. Um, Devontae Smith is very similar. Um, no wonder they're both very successful. But I do think, look, I think the issue for him, and, and you and I have talked about this before, Yep. Is timing, right? He he yeah. can see the field. It's how quickly he sees the field that I think is the issue. He seems to always be a tick off. And like, it's just when you don't have the natural arm strength or mechanics, that's what's slow. Like, you know what I mean? Like, here, right. for example, the, the pick, uh, Mike Edwards, who came across yeah. the field, that to me, like, yeah, he's kind of throwing across his body. But Devontae Smith is open for at least two seconds. Um, you know, I hate to be like, Justin Herbert makes that throw, but Justin Herbert makes that throw. Josh Allen makes that throw. Um, and so I think it's about – it's we get into trouble talking about processing, right? And it becomes right. this whole, like, are you saying he's dumb? No. Jalen Hurts is one of the smartest quarterbacks I've ever covered, ever. He is brilliant. 
I think it's more so about how quick his eyes match up with his arm, right? It's a right. thing um, because he is brilliant. He's very smart and very. This dude, this dude will be on a treadmill, and he'll be he'll be watching Michael Vick. <laughs> like the guy is obsessive, uh, and he's hard not to root for. Um, even when you're trying to be objective, the guy is just a likable dude. But I think his issue is more natural. And I, that's my only concern, right? Because how do you train your eyes to be that much quicker? You've been playing football for 15 years. You're the son of a coach. Like, that's my one major concern with him. I think the arm strength thing is completely overdone. I, uh, you and I have talked about this before. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's about timing. It's not about strength. The right. kid can throw the ball. We saw the 91-yard strike to, to Quez Watkins. We've seen – him throw to uh, he can throw a go ball and actually yep. his go balls are more accurate than a lot of his intermediate route throws so yeah. i think that's kind of what it is another thing i you know another thing that he improved on tight ends i will tell you this internally there is a very very roster wise and in front office there was a big stink on hey can this guy see the center uh, the middle of the field i think he improved greatly throughout the season on that that's um, a good point and look, I, it, it's very obvious if you watch, they're clearly plotting out first reads for Devontae or, or Dallas Goddard. Those are the yeah. first two. Those are On any given play, one of those guys is going to be the first read. The second read is either going to be Quez Watkins or the other guy, right? Yeah. So, um, look, I think he needs a veteran wide receiver who can really work the slot. I think that's really where he's at, right? And bring out more of that. that short to intermediate game, somebody like Allen Robinson, who I covered mm-hmm. in Jacksonville, yeah. who is the most underrated route runner I've ever seen. He used to make Jalen Ramsey like pout off the field. I'll send you guys a video later. Um, <laughs> but like he would cross you, like you talk about crossovers, man, Iverson style, but he's a guy that I think you can get on a relatively, you know, okay deal. Um, maybe a two year, $20 million deal. Mm-hmm. Then you get 30, and then you feel good about where you're at. But to me, I, I know I'm rambling a little bit, but the next evolution in his game is really becoming more of a short to intermediate passer. Right. That will help, with, in my opinion. I mean, I've never played quarterback, but just from a just from a natural, logical progression, I think that will help his eyes significantly. If you see guys running slant routes, that's the thing with Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager was killing dudes in training camp as a rookie on slant routes. I think he's run like maybe five slant routes his entire career in a game. Right. Like, you know, uh, you need that. I think. Look, it's tough when when a six round pick and a rookie wide re- first round pick are your top two options at wide receiver. They trade away your most trusty hands in Zach Ertz. Yeah. Um, he dealt with a lot, and I think a lot of people tend to gloss over that. You know, um, the offensive line's constantly moving. You know, your guards are really what you have to get used to if you're going to throw across the middle. Uh, yeah, Jason Kelsey's not that tall, but like your guards constantly changing. Landon Dickerson's like the biggest guard in the league. Yeah, one of them. Um, and Nate Herbig and Jack Driscoll are really trading size comparisons. I mean, both the guards are like refrigerators. So you're like, you know, you got to look over it. But I, listen, I, I think Jalen Hurts is trending upward. You can talk like people can talk about how he's like just a high end backup or a low end starter. Frankly, that doesn't matter. That's who they have. And and when you look at the other options, are they cost effective enough to pull the trigger? Are they good right. enough? 
something that I, I get very frustrated with in, in talking on social media is people act like one player away is one player away. Like Russell Wilson, they just, look, the, the Seahawks don't own their own first round pick, but they'd be seventh overall. Um, yeah. Deshaun Watson's bit. Let's, I, I'm not going to talk about Deshaun Watson. Like it's just football. Um, because those plus 20 plus allegations are uh, of, you know, sexual, uh, misconduct are extremely serious, but getting, even getting past that, the best year of his career, guess, guess what the Texans record was four and 12, right? This team also, another thing we just watched these, these championship or these divisional games and everybody wants to talk about this. Those games proved how far the Eagles away are, are away. If you don't think that you, you know, the franchise quarterback thing, the thing that everything's been proven this weekend is if you don't have a franchise quarterback, whatever. Okay, that's cool and everything, but there's like five of those guys. Yeah. They can do what Josh Allen and, and Joe Burrow and, and, right. and Tom Brady. Like, that's the thing. There's five of those guys. So if you're going to – you can't just look – and I, I said this last offseason. You can't just look at this as upgrading Jalen Hurts. You have to you have to feel like this guy can be a top eight player, mm-hmm. like within a two year trajectory, or you're not gonna you're not gonna win. You look at Joe Burrow; he's on the second year of his contract. The Dan Marino trajectory, the Carson Wentz trajectory, the um, the well, I guess Patrick Mahomes didn't make the Super Bowl the second year, but third year, whatever. Mm-hmm. Technically, it was the second year as a starter. Um, so. That second year is big. Year two is big. So you have to feel like a guy can really excel to that point. And I don't see it. But, I mean, we'll get more into the rookies as we go. But I'm just saying, like, trading for Russell Wilson doesn't solve all all your problems. Right. I agree. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, Trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200 or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams 
from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Oh, so, I mean, speaking of rookies, you know, we are on the cusp of senior bowl season. Uh, I know you're going to be down there in, in Mobile next week. Are, what's your overall, I know you haven't done like a tremendous amount of tape work, but what's your overall impression of this senior bowl quarterback group? Well, I, I think it comes down to really two guys from, from an Eagles perspective. So Malik Willis and, and Kenny Pickett. And to me, I like Malik a lot. I wonder if he's too comparable to Jalen Hurts to be like, yeah, let's invest a first round right. pick in him, right? Like, I think that that's – I think he's more probably naturally talented. That said, yeah. again, they have extremely comparable games, comparable skill sets, comparable size. Like, what are you saying there, right? Are you – you really want to go through this locker room thing twice in three years? Do you really – like, is that really worth it? And also, are you going to spend a top 15 pick on him, too, is like kind right. of. So to me, Kenny Pickett's the guy we're talking about here, right? And I think he's going to be long gone before 15. I think he will be the first quarterback taken. Um, I Look, I get the concerned about his hands. Um, you know, I'm not asking him to order a, a Whopper, though. So, like, I don't right. really, I'm not going to get that visual that often. Yeah. Um, he wears gloves. He's going to play. He's used to playing in the. That's the thing. If he was playing at the University of Miami, I would have an issue. Right. But he plays at Pitt, and they're in yeah. the cold all the time, right? So, like, to me, it's like it's proven. Cool. He wears gloves, whatever. Um, my issue is with his age. Uh, so he's going to be 24 in June, I believe. Um, and to me, you wonder, he's broken out now. Do you think he's Joe Burrow, right? Like, that's really where it's at. Joe Burrow was a little bit older, um, had a late career rise. Do you trust that? Now, right. the Eagles are lucky because he's right in their backyard. He grew up a lifelong Eagles fan. He's from Ocean, Ocean Township. Um, he trains up here. Uh, yeah with a local trainer. Um, so they can get all the information they want to me. I just, I'm curious what his ceiling is. I know what his floor is, but I don't really know what his ceiling is. And I think that's kind of where I'm at. Um, and that's why I'm really interested to see these senior bowl practices because he's clearly been working on his arm. He didn't take part in the bowl game. Um, I think he's very talented. I think he's very smart. Um, I've been told that he's extremely humble, which I think is really good. I think part of the issue that quarterbacks have in Philly is they don't check themselves kind of at the door. I think Jalen Hurts has. Yeah. Excuse me. Um, I think that was part of the problem with Carson Wentz. I think early on in Nick Foles' career, that was kind of part of the problem, the first the first tenure that he had. Yeah. Um, I think Michael Vick was humbled, but he's still Michael Vick. I mean, he's from another planet. Right. Uh, I think Donovan at times struggled with that as well. So um, I think he would fit in. He'd be the local kid. 
Uh, and I think that's extremely appealing. Um, look, he's got great mobility. I think his mobility is extremely understated in, in, in evaluations. I think the, his ability to keep his eyes down field um, is very impressive. He seems to constantly be able to get out of pressure. His pocket mobility is, is terrific. He's got, he can make every throw. Yeah. My thing is, is just like, what's his, what's his ceiling, right? Like, I think his floor is probably Jimmy G. Yeah. I think that's where, what we're looking at, which isn't bad, especially if he can stay healthy. But I also watched Jimmy G a couple of years ago cost the 49ers Super Bowl. So, I right. like, I don't know what is – like, is his upside Herbert? Like, I um, – like to, but like, see, I don't want to be that guy, right? Like, I don't right. Wanna, because to me, like, when we look at this this league in in three years, it's going to be Herbert, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, depending on what happens with Lamar Jackson and Baltimore, right. and yeah. and and like, like that's the thing. Like, I'm not a big Justin Fields fan. I know Twitter's going to come for me, but I I don't. See I'm going to come for you. <laughs> But here's the thing, like, I didn't see it at all this year. And and I will tell you, yeah. I'm very tight with people that are in that locker room. They think he's improving, but he's got a ton to work on. Like, yeah. um, I, I think I think anybody who thought Mac Jones was going to play as well as he did, they're crazy. I watched him in two joint practices, and I thought he was as average as the day is long. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I you know, a lot of this stuff – in hindsight, look, Trey Lance. Trey Lance yeah. is a guy here. That's a perfect example with Malik Willis, right? Malik Willis has the experience. You don't have to worry about that stuff. But I also wonder if you sit him behind a guy, are you how are you convincing yourself that he is going to be better? Like I think Trey Lance should have started at midseason. Like yeah. I said to myself, cool, the playoffs, if we get to the playoffs, that's the way we want to go. But I think it's it's problematic when you give a guy basically a year off to study. Uh, it's not like it used to be in years past, right? Because you're now you're moving him in and out of the lineup. I think that that hurt Jalen Hurts' development, right? When you moved him in and out of the lineup and basically made him a, a gimmick guy, um, I thought that hurt Lamar Jackson's development in a lot of ways that first year. Yeah. Um, either <laughs> Or get off doors. Doors. You you caught yourself. The family show. Um, I know my kid's gonna watch, but uh, (laughs) like for me, we talk so much about quarterback development. Like, Mm -hmm. and you know, when you're at the Senior Bowl and you're sitting on the bleachers or you're at the combine, you're just you know talking to other scouts and writers and everything that's like that. It's like there's no perfect way to raise a quarterback, but look at the way Patrick Mahomes was used. So they didn't play him until the, the season finale. There was no pressure. He basically got an extra preseason game, but he went up against starters. And he was okay, whatever. You didn't think he was going to, the next year, you know, put up the numbers that he was doing. But they didn't deter him. If you're going to have a guy study, let him study. Like, if you're going to have somebody take an SAT prep course, let them take an SAT prep course for a year and then put him out there. Don't, like, say, hey, look, take the test. I know you're midway through, Right. That's kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are going to be so um, 
delighted with Malik Willis's athletic upside yeah. that they're going to make him the gadget. Like I could see Atlanta taking him right. Okay. And then fitting, right. Him, fitting him in behind Matt. I just think that's a terrible way to, to raise a, raise a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, with Kenny Pickett, I feel like, you know, yeah, his mobility is great, but you're never going to just, like, put him out there to be, like, a gimmick right. guy, right? Um, which I think is part of the problem in the NFL. I think we get way too caught up on trades and then try to, try to you know, figure out ways to use guys. It's not like everybody can be Cordero Patterson and Cordero Patterson, and then you can just completely change their position or whatever. But I just went on a tangent. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, good. No, we want to be over, man. They hear our voices every week, but yeah, yeah, they're speaking, they're sick of me by now, believe it. Yeah, speaking of the senior bowl QB prospects, you already touched on it. Kenny Pickett, that's definitely all eyes are going to be on him. I'm most excited to see him because all the hype surrounding him. But I think when you look at the rest of these QB prospects, none of like you said, there's no really, there's not much appeal. They're not like these elite turnhead first round QB prospects that we're used to seeing. So when it comes to Jalen Hurts and where that kind of fits, I don't think it's worth it, in my opinion, because they're projects, just like Jalen Hurts is a project. So if these are quarterbacks who are struggling with some of the same exact stuff that Jalen Hurts is struggling with, why are we going to go in, you know, go after them? That makes no sense, in my opinion. I think Jalen Hurts deserves the opportunity. One of the questions that we talked about in the chat before we started recording was a quarterback that we think that has the most room to like improve who can boost their stock. And when I was looking at all of the different prospects, the one that pointed out to me was Sam Howell from North Carolina. And that's because the biggest thing you're saying about him is that he didn't have like the surrounding playmakers in order to be able to show off like his skill set and how good of a player he is. So that's a player that I'm going to be focusing on for the senior bowl, seeing if when he is surrounded by all of these other talented uh, wide receivers, running backs, whatever, if he's going to be able to really like execute. And is that going to like increase like his stock as we're, we're talking about? So that's one of the players that I'm most excited to see. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think that's an excellent point. I, and I will tell you this. I don't think the Eagles went into the 2020 Senior Bowl saying, hey, let's draft a quarterback. Uh, I will tell you this. Jalen Hurts blew them away in interviews at the Senior Bowl. So you never know what can happen. Excuse me. Um, but look, so the last time I was at the Senior Bowl was the Cooper Cup, my infamous tweet about Cooper Cup. Um, O.J. Howard. That one, man. Yeah. I was probably sitting next to you. I probably talked to you about it at some point. I probably told you to send it. <laughs> probably. He looked so <laughs> slow. He did. He looked like he was painting by numbers his routes. Yeah. You know, running his routes by paint by numbers. I don't know. That was like <laughs> I sound like my three-year-old. You know where you would go. But anyway, um, I will tell you this. There were quarterbacks that I thought were kind of underwhelming at that senior bowl, and they used O.J. Howard to the to, to a T, and that helped probably boost their draft stock. So, yeah, it is all about the surrounding cast. Like, I think, you know, uh, the Jahan Dotson from Penn State, yeah. he's going to help out a lot of quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know what I mean? Like, I think that that's kind of um, where I'm at. I think the running back group uh, – Batty is a great catcher of the football. Okay. So, uh, like, that can help, too. I, I think that 
I think you're right. I think Howell would be would benefit obviously from this offensive line and and stuff. And this is his opportunity to maybe kind of get to the I, I guess the cusp of the second, like the mid second round, the early second round, what have you, um, and kind of pull a Jalen Hurts. I think he is an interesting guy to watch. I mean, I again, I think this Senior Bowl group is very good. I think a problem that you get into is the quarterbacks, right? Like. And that's not dependent on the senior bowl. I think Jim Nagy and his staff do an incredible job, but I think, you know, it's dependent on who's talented out there. Right. And I think a lot like this year's head coaching cycle, there's some interesting names, but uh, I wouldn't want to be looking for a quarterback this off season. Right. Or a head coach. Yeah. And Mike, that's kind of the ultimate question. And we'll sort of get you out of here on this one. Is it does it make sense for Philadelphia to move on from Hertz? And if so, is there an answer in this senior bowl group in this rookie class somewhere else? Or is it just like you sort of teed up earlier? Yeah, you might want to move on from Hertz theoretically, but there's no easy solution if you decide to go that route. I say nay. Um, but no, I just uh at least for the senior bowl. So I'm a big right. believer that that um with a prospect like Jalen Hurts because he is still an NFL prospect in, in a lot of ways. Right. Um, Rachel said he's a project. So like, that's what he is. Right. So you're going to bring in another project to compete with him and, and spend a premium asset. Eh. Um, if you're going to go after Russell Wilson, I get it. You, I wouldn't trade three first round picks for anyone, anyone, yeah. not anyone on the planet, Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen. That That's yeah. about it. Um, but if you're going to spend that collateral, you can only give up two first round picks. Um, and frankly, I would try to get it so that my 2023rd first round pick was involved. I would not give up because this team is barren on defense. Like there's yeah. no depth at all. Uh, they need help at safety. They need to help at linebacker. You know, that's my thing. But I think what's important and what's appealing about Jalen Hurts is he's on a second round pick contract this year. So you get him another audition. I think a lot like Howie Roseman having a, a B off season, Jalen Hurts had a B year. So he got him, he earned himself another year. He's not the franchise guy, but he earned himself another year of evaluation. And to me, it's more appealing to build around the guy than to just, you know, th throw him out. Like, I, I just think, Look, Russell Wilson's the one that got away. He's always been the one that got away for Laurie and Howie. That's yeah. that's a thing. I get it. I, I totally get it. You see your high school crush at the at the twenty fifth reunion. You know you're a divorcee. I get it. Um, but my thing here is, what does Russell Wilson really do for this team with this framework, right? Because his contract is going to cost a ton of money. I think they're yeah. projected to be thirteen million under the cap, which is solid because they can get under and do whatever. Um, you have a lot of aging pieces, so your window is probably two years. Um, why not kind of not kick it down the road? You already know you have a quarterback who can get you the playoffs. Yep. Why not develop the roster, and then if Jalen Hurts bombs, you next year you you attack the quarterback need because right. the, quarterbacks are learning that they can control their own market. I wouldn't touch Deshaun Watson with these open cases. I probably wouldn't even touch him after he settled because being you know, it's just not. I, I don't think that would go over well with the fan base. Yeah. Um, but also, 
his best year, they were four and twelve. Like, what are we talking about here? Right. Uh, I think he's dynamic. I think he's extremely talented, but he's been out of the game for a year. Again, it's tough to take a year off. Um, I think that's part of the reason why Doug Peterson is not getting the interest on the coaching cycle, even from that perspective as well. That and his staffing concerns. But um, I, I think you know, I think Jalen Hurts is house money, right? Like, I think you have three first round picks. You can really upgrade the roster elsewhere, right. and then if he regresses or doesn't play up to your par, he knows the pressure that's on him and you know, he's going to work his butt off. Um, why not see what you have for another year? Like, unless that guy is out there that can move the needle for the next five years. Like, I just don't see what the upside is. Um, and believe me, I think Russell Wilson's exponentially more talented than Jalen hurts, but how much longer does he want to play? Does yep. he want to come to Philly? And how much can you build around him? Right. Fair. I mean, that's fair. But thank yep. you so much for coming and joining us. You dropped a lot of bombs, a lot of wisdom, a lot of knowledge. And we really appreciate you just being our first guest. Like, that yeah. means so much to us. You, you did the job, man. Hard, like, here. Like, you know no. what I mean? Yeah, I tried to say, oh, okay. All no, right. man, you crushed it. You crushed I it. I didn't have a lot of head now. It would be tough. But no, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love what you guys are doing. Um, I hope a lot of people subscribe off this. Yes. Uh, because what you guys are doing is awesome. I love the quarterback focus. I think it's, you can never talk too much about the quarterback. That's an old adage in the business. There but, you go. Yeah. yeah. So thank you all for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to leave a review, subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, all that good stuff. And we will be back next week to talk more Eagles QB and Senior Bowl, all that good stuff. So thank you so so much for tuning in. Claude 3 from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point of the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skill and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest-cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the No. <laughs> nah. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit MethodProducts.com to unleash your inner shower.